lock your doors, turn off the lights, and do any of that other shit you usually do when you watch a horror movie. Because now it's time for Screaming at the Screen with Nick and Sarah Jean. And now, here are your horror hosts, Nick and Sarah Jean. Hello, and welcome. Hi! Can't talk during the introduction, Sarah. Too bad. And welcome to Screaming at the Screen with Nick and Sarah Jean. That is what the intro said. That I, I found out. That Sarah's never listened to the intro to this podcast. Okay. Good way to start off the podcast by calling me out. No, I didn't know we had an intro. I haven't listened to it. It's pretty cool. It sounds like I got it off uh, of Epidemic Sound. It sounds like either the Psycho or the Reanimator score. It sounds cool. I'm excited for it, and I believe in you, and I know it's great. And I know we're great, honestly. I have full confidence but I gotta give myself some time, some time to get ready to listen to this voice. You can just listen, listen to, to the intro. I listen to it to all do. the time. That's so all you need I, to no, do is listen to I'm gonna the be intro. tempted. I'm too vain. I'm gonna want to listen to my own voice, and then I'm gonna have all these issues with self confidence. I'm sure it's good, but I'm with myself all the time. I get enough. I'm talking to myself 24 seven. Talking to yourself right now because you're not ta- letting me get, jump in on the <laughs> podcast. All right. Two zingers. Two zingers in one opening. What are we doing? We're talking tourist trap. That's what we're doing this episode. Tourist trap. You want to you wanna get into it? You want to get into what's been going on for the past four weeks? Yeah, to... let's talk about this bullshit. So, <laughs> about three weeks ago, we were supposed to record, and then Sarah texted me the morning we were supposed to record. We're going to record in the... We're going to record in the morning, which mm. we usually record in the afternoon, because Sarah had a hair appointment. I did. And uh, you're, by the way, your hair looks exactly the same. And, okay, um, <laughs> I just... That's the point. I do all this work so you don't notice. Oh, that's okay. the point. Also, I just showered, but... So it looks... <laughs> I don't know how that affects anything, but it's wet right now, so... So yeah, you had a hair appointment, and your hair looks exactly the same. Yeah, so that happened. And then... But that morning... So we were going to record at like 11 a.m. or some shit... And then you texted early. me way at 8 a.m. and said, I I went out way last night at midnight and I was I, I need to sleep in. Can we do it tomorrow? <laughs> okay. I didn't realize my text voice sounded that whiny. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And then I had shit mm-hmm. to do Sunday. Oh, oh. And then you texted me and you were like, what's my busy today? <laughs> Yeah, because I planned to do stuff on Sunday because I was supposed to do a podcast on Saturday, but then somebody had to sleep in. And then somebody had to be busy Sunday, so then what happened? What happened? I rescheduled it for Wednesday? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You rescheduled for Wednesday, and I said, but I have an appointment, and I'm going to be 30 minutes late. And then you said, I'm tired as fuck. I've been traveling. Let's reschedule again. And then and then I was like, what about Saturday? And you said, said oh, no, I, I lied. I turns out I, Turns out I'm going on vacation Saturday. Now, that one sounded more like, I'm going on vacation, bitch. 
Okay. But uh, you failed to tell me you were going on vacation. So I was like, all right, when do you get back? And you said, I'm coming back Tuesday. I'm like, all right, fine, let's do it Wednesday. So then Wednesday rolls around again, and I said, Sarah, are you ready to record tonight? You said, but I'm tired. I was on vacation yesterday. We're so tired all the time, and honestly, who can blame us? Uh, this is if this, this, this whole thing has been a tourist trap. And then this movie is straight up haunted and it has haunted our lives and our podcast and I'm not, it's no lie. And then what I, happened I, next? And then I said, Sarah, what about Saturday? And you said, sure. And I was like, well, we're going to have to do it late in the day because I'm seeing Top Gun Maverick. And you said, that's fine. And then we recorded it. It was I'm a great. I'm signing up for scuba lessons. Yes, Don't, that's I, right. That's very important to me. Don't leave that out. You're signed up for scuba lessons. And then <laughs> we were both very excited. We were recording Tourist Trap. We did everything. We recorded the episode. And then Sarah had some technical difficulties. So, if you just want to listen to half of the episode, a.k.a. my half, you'll have that. Because Sarah and I are different locations recording this. Because we both like being at home. And thanks to the modern day of the internet, you can record over the internet. I, and I just want to put this out there. I thought I didn't hit the record button, and I need to. I need to put it out there that that's not what happened. That it was the Garage Band that we troubleshot it, and it wasn't me. Yeah, we still it don't know what movie. happened. It was the movie. It was a ghost from the movie. It was the mannequin man who runs the mannequin farm who got mad that his ex-wife is dead. That's killing all these women. It was. <laughs> Frickin' Mr. Slauson himself haunted my garage band and my life. He made me tired. He made me go on vacation. <laughs> he made my garage band not work. You watched this movie three times. I watched it twice. I watched it three times in order to, well, the first time, as you knew yesterday, as I told you, I'd smoked a little weed before, but then accidentally got violently high because Mr. Slauson haunted me, and I was really high during the film, and it was horrible, horrible. Whatever you do, kids, do not watch drugs. <laughs> watch do, do drugs. Do not watch drugs while tourist trap. Listen. Do drugs <laughs> and watch this movie. Don't watch drugs while doing tourist trap. And then I got my shit together and I got sober and I watched it again. And then we had to reschedule again. And so I watched it again. And I'm going to tell you, that was too, too many times to watch this movie. In the span of three weeks, if in the span of ever. Yeah. I watched it again this morning because uh, I didn't remember shit. you hate shit. yourself. I didn't remember shit during our recording yesterday. But listen, clean slate. We're going to act like we didn't do that episode yesterday. We're going to thank God for second chances. Thank you, Mr. Slauson. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Davey, what are you doing here? Oh, I was recording a podcast. You were? Yeah, and I sabotaged your podcast in the process. Oops, but I think you're both pretty girls. Pretty girls. Davey. You're so pretty. It's a shame your podcast has to die. <gasps> Davy. All right, so. <laughs> a little sip of my drink. Sip okay. Right. So, I watched this for the second time yeah. for this recording. But mm-hmm. I watched it while watching The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I got his drive-in totals. 
Mm-hmm. And then his little trivia interstitials, little toast segments in between kills, basically. Yeah. So before we get into this movie, and I can't stress <laughs> this enough, Sarah Jean, you cannot interrupt me as I do this. I'm going to, okay, You're this gonna is going to tr- be really hard. But so here are Joe Bob Briggs's drive-in totals. Okay. We have six dead bodies. Yeah, six. Sarah? Dead. I need you to be I- quiet. We have six dead bodies, no breasts, one dead Jeep, zombie mannequins, vicious attack dolls, crockery smashing, arm ripping, bimbo dunking, psychopathic cross-dressing, random telekinesis by a guy who can't spell telekinesis, iron rod through the back, ball-peen hammer fight, mannequin dog pile, armed and dangerous animatronics, designer scarf strangling, Excessive window smashing, musical score by Pino Donaggio, oh axe to the neck, multiple bimbos and hot pants and cut off shorts, gratuitous yes. Dr. Pepper dispensing, heads roll, arms roll, legs roll, eyeballs roll, crowbar foo, shotgun foo, tomahawk foo, creepy mumbling on the soundtrack, three and a half stars. Oh my says, God. Oh my God. I feel out. all the way through. I agree with all of that. That's what happens. That's the rating I would give it. You would give this movie three and a half stars? I would, because I enjoyed about a half and a little more of a half than of it. Now, this is out of four stars. Oh, okay. Maybe I'd give it a two and a half. Okay. That's what I'd give it. I enjoyed about roughly half of the movie. At Our, different times of the movie. Yeah. This movie we're about to talk about, you're going to be like, this is the most fucked up shit. Now, some listeners might not watch the movie. I recommend you watch the movie beforehand. But... I recommend you do what you feel, baby. Do what you feel, but... Babies. We're about to describe this movie, and you're going to be like... And you're going to have the same reaction I did. This movie is PG. No. This movie is triple X. <laughs> triple X rated. And I wouldn't know about triple X. Well, I, I, I know all about triple X, honey. And I'll tell you, this movie is beyond, it's beyond, it's X factor. It's beyond the X's. It is not, there's no way in hell this movie is PG. It is uh- shocking. Something we didn't, I didn't notice yesterday was uh, in the opening credits, it says, first of all, goofy-ass music opening the movie. Oh, don't get me started on that. I spent about an hour of the episode yesterday talking about my disdain for the soundtrack. Sarah, the episode didn't happen. Quit referencing I it. I know. Uh, well, too late. I knew I, knew I was going to hop on. I was going to do it the whole time, so feel free to edit me. But you got some goofy-ass, <laughs> like, eh, oh, eh, oh, eh, 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 uh, I had just listened to it yesterday, and now I can't do my impression of it. But um, it's like slide no, whistles. Ding, 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 Oh, this is going to be a fun movie. This is going to be a good time. I'm going to laugh. Usually when you have goofy-ass music like that, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bad sign. Case in point, Halloween 5. I, I... But this is straight-up clown music. This is clown school music. 
music clowns listen to when they go to school. And I thought, I'm ready to go to clown school. I'm ready to go to clown college. <laughs> I'm ready to go to clown college. Let's go. This was the this was me referencing the time I did watch it high. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. Uh, two times. Watching it this time, I noticed that it says introducing Shaylar Kobe as, quote, Davey, end quote. Which, spoiler alert, Davey is not played by another actor. He's played by another person in the movie. What? Even though the... So they basically Same. just make up like a, uh, oh, we're going to give Davy a credit, but it's going to be to a fake person. Uh, smart. Smart. Smart move, because we all know if you watch the movie. If you yeah. didn't, you don't know. So yeah, it's, it's got your basic premise in which uh, it opens up with a guy rolling a spare tire down the road because tra- you, they broke down. Your basic, classic rolling a tire scene with crows clawing in the background there is a weird amount of crows and buzzards in this movie you know it was necessary um (laughs) it really this you got your circus music you got the crows it's all there it's the vibe yeah 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 it's got it's got a creepy little fun house vibe but then um this guy's just rolling a tire down the road and then you find out and then uh and then it cuts to a lady you know hanging out by her car Mm-hmm. And then a jeep rolls up, and it's not helping a damn. And we're now introduced to all of our main characters who are, you know, stuck who at this they? tourist trap. Teenagers, they're not stuck at the tourist trap yet, but a bunch of teens. All we in got okay. We got Molly, the Classic innocent Molly. one. Oh, we yeah. got we got Jerry and Becky, the married couple. We got mm-hmm. Eileen, the the curious My, one. Sarah's favorite. And then we got Woody, who's rolling the tire down mm-hmm. the road. Whatever, don't care about him, but <laughs> yeah. But in the in the opening, he gets uh, murdered at a truck stop trying to get some service, and then he finds some lady, quote unquote, sleeping in the bed. Um, sleeping, more like moaning oh, you in a corner. You don't moan while you sleep. No, I when I snore, it doesn't sound like. I wonder what's no. going on back here. Yeah, this sounds like a woman sleeping. Surprise! It's a mannequin. Hey, I'm trying to get some walk. service. Yeah, it's a mannequin slash puppet, which is very ugh. running this gas station quite poorly, might I add? Listen, sleeping I, in the back, moaning. I'm going to tell you that is the wrong way to run your business. Do not put a mannequin, a sleeping mannequin, in charge. You can't trust mannequins to run a business. Now, are they great window dressing? Sure. Uh, are they great at noise. smashing through windows? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Are they great at dissonant singing? A thousand percent. Are Moaning they great at dis- looking at you and smiling? Yes. Their eyes glowing. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Are they great to make statues of your ex-wife? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are so many things. There's so many strengths mannequins have. But running a gas station is just simply not one of them. Just simply not. I'm sorry, mannequins. <laughs> Somebody listening to the podcast right now is like, "Fuck!" He like he's like has to redraw. He like crumpled up a piece of paper and threw it because he had to. He has to come up with a whole new business plan. Yeah, we just ruined somebody's life, Sarah. 
well, someone's got to tell the truth about mannequins, and it's going to be me. <laughs> We're going all the way to Washington to tell them the truth about mannequins. They can't run gas stations. It's just a fact. It's just a fact, people. Tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna watch C-SPAN because you know me and you love watching C-SPAN. Oh, that's all I watch. And there's gonna be a a senator coming up going like, "Listen, everybody, why do we let mannequins run gas stations?" And then he's gonna give an hour long speech about how. We need to pass a law in which that is forbidden. And then somebody goes, you know what? That's sensible. And then they pass that as opposed to all the other, you know, more important stuff like gun control <laughs> and, uh, women, you know, women's rights and all that stuff. That would you know, Transgender rights that, and all yeah. that stuff. Uh-huh, they're going to, uh-huh. they're going to, they're going to, they're going to curtail all that and then pass this law in which mannequins can't run gas stations i would i would sooner believe that that would happen before we actually make any progress on any of the other issues that you mentioned in yeah. this country <laughs> you hear that you pieces of shit look at us look at what mannequins did to us now we're getting all <laughs> we're getting all serious we're getting political on the podcast oh it's on our christian podcast <laughs> that's right this is a christian podcast i forgot to say that shit Mm, yeah, we said it in our imaginary one yesterday, but y'all weren't there for that, were you? Don't reference the podcast yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, Woody goes into this gas station, sees this mannequin, and all of a sudden, like a mannequin bursts through the window, opens up the the. There's a closet. A mannequin pops out. So they're, many. They're all mannequins. laughing maniacally. They're they're all different kind of mannequins. The uh, the window, like little little cupboard opens, and a bunch of objects come flying out of it. Which I rewatched it today, and those effects, it's as if they like built the set sideways and no, just they, open. They did, dude. That was a fun fact on IMDb that I I read yesterday. Sarah just I did just, a hair flip, but didn't touch I just her hair. hair fl- I, because I'm very impressed with myself that I read, I took 15 minutes to read IMDb fun facts, and I feel like I'm so smart. Um, he placed the cabinet on, a, like, the side of the room or something, so it, like, upside down or something, so it looked that way. Mm. Um, I don't have the specifics. I, I read it yesterday. Now I, I think they just probably just built the set sideways and just uh, let everything you're, fall. You're, and you're spot on. That's that's what happened. Good eye, yeah. Lathan. But yeah, our, our our homeboy Woody is just like he's using a using a piece of metal to like chip at the door. And then he finally puts his hand through the door to unlock it, but something grabs him and he can't get out. And then a mm. knife comes, a bayonet specifically comes bayonet. by and hit hits the side, and he's like freaking out. And all of a sudden, a pipe comes and rams him in the back, and then makes oil like makes blood leak out of him. I was gonna Drip say oil. Drip down. It looked like oil because it was coming from a pipe. And I will tell you what. I, I overall I give this movie two point five right this moment I give a five out of five baby the first kill the first kill was so good you have the the mannequins are laughing in unison it's so strange it's weird they go up and it crescendos in silence the bar slams against the room into his back and then you just have the little drum snare making the sound of his blood dripping from the pipe and and. In silence, he retches back, and his face is all distorted. And it's a really and I and for the second time, I thought, okay, maybe not a comedy. Maybe this is a serious movie. I, but I'm into it. I'm here for it. I thought, I think this is going to be good. I think this is going to be good. And then, and then I was, burn it, burn 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 burn. I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm a little confused. 
What are you doing? So something I learned from watching Joe Bob Briggs in The Last Drive-In was that uh, Pino Donaggio, he's Italian, which I already knew that, but he doesn't he doesn't speak English that well, but he speaks perfect Spanish. He speaks circus music. And the, and the director of this movie, who I forget his name, um, used to work with uh, Jodorowsky, who made like El Topo, and he was going to make a Dune movie in the 70s. There's a... Anyway, there's a whole... There was Dune there? Then. Yeah, there was a... Uh, what's, what was he Dune? Anyway, there's a whole documentary about his Dune movie that never <laughs> happened. But that movie led to, like, Aliens. And, and like, the movie Alien uh, and stuff on like that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, Pino Donaggio scored Piranha. And Joe Dante hired the director of this movie to be the interpreter. And that's how Pino Donaggio like, scored this movie, was that the director was a translator. Oh, or so is your theory that some things maybe got lost in translation? No, that's and not I, a theory. I, oh, okay. And that's why we got the... Yeah. We just got a goofy... I mean, it's, it's just those weird mannequin animatronic parts that are goofy as fuck. That's when the, But the rest of the score is great, I think. Uh... I get, yeah, I get, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you that. The rest of the score is not. It's still, but, but I don't know. Uh, there, there are some weird moments for me, like when he that's so like over the top and comical when the when um Slauson is talking about his ex wife, and then you have that like heavy romantic music, and obviously all the music fits for the scenes, but it's so over the top, it takes me out. And again, I will say, like I said yesterday on the podcast, we don't yesterday. I'm not a um, composer, so I, I should really just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Done with the podcast. Solo podcast from here on out. So after this death, we cut back to our uh, heroes driving down the road in their little Jeep. Our and heroes. they come across Slauson's Lost Oasis. And that's when the Jeep starts getting some trouble. Say that three times fast. Slauson's Lost Oasis. Slauson's Lost Oasis, Slauson's Lost Oasis, Slauson's Lost Oasis. It's not that, it's not that hard. Okay, well. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the Jeep breaks down and they're like, oh no, what are we going to do? And then Jerry's like, well, I guess I'll try to fix it. And the rest of them are like, well, let's go swimming. Bye, Jerry. We're going to go jump in a little dirty puddle. But we don't have bathing suits. So, and who needs Eileen. a bathing suit? Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Classic <laughs> Eileen moment. Sunglasses down. Who needs a bathing suit? Which, by the way, those sunglasses, I feel like some are some sunglasses that you need to buy. The heart-shaped um, sunglasses. I'm going to buy them for sure this summer. That was another IMDb fun fact that I think the director actually chose those for her because he said, these look like something you would wear. And I was like, they do. They do look like Eileen. You knew it. You called it. Yeah. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. She's my girl. Eileen's my girl. And as they're skinny dipping and over Jerry's over here trying to fix the Jeep. In a dirty puddle. We're introduced to Chuck Connors as Slauson. Slauson. Or as I call him, Cole Slauson. Cole Slauson. I think his first name's Cole. It should be. It is in my heart and my body and my mind and my spirit. So, 
But yeah, we're introduced to Slauson, in which, uh, funny enough, he's holding a, a rifle, and Chuck Connors was the star of the, the TV funny. show The Rifleman back in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> so here's some random uh, Joe Bob facts that he said about Chuck Connors. He was a professional basketball player, and he played for the Boston Celtics. He was a center. What? Yeah, he was he's six foot five or was six foot five. He died in two thousand. Slauson can dunk. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. He liked baseball more, so he played like baseball, like minor league baseball, and then he finally played for the Brooklyn Dodgers in nineteen forty nine. Okay. What? And then he didn't do that well, so he was uh, moved back down to the minors, and then he got recruited by the Los Angeles, the Angels in L.A., and that's when a casting director saw him at a baseball game because he was showboating. Get out. And then a like, casting director called him in, and then he got cast in, like, westerns. Slauson. Always reinventing yourself, Slauson. Yeah. Even in the movie. And what's funny <laughs> is that uh, he... You know how in baseball you like say "Hey, batter, batter" or whatever. You know, talking to the batter. No, what what is that? It's like you know when you're playing the playing on the field, you're yelling shit at the batter to like sack him out or whatever. Like, "Hey, batter, 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 batter." I've never heard anyone do do that before. Are you serious right now? Are you are you pulling my leg? Mm, Yes. All right. So baseball is a sport in which (laughs) there is a batter and there's fielders. Anyway, he would. He would do, Butter. hey, you know, instead of saying, hey, batter, batter, or whatever, he would say, chuck it to me, chuck it to me, chuck it to me. So that's how he got the nickname, chuck, Chuck. Chuck, chuck it to me, chuck it to me, chuck it to me. But his, so his real name's, his real name's Kevin. Chuck Slauson. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck Slauson. Oh, his real name's Kevin. That's no good. Kevin Connors. So Kevin he, Connors. No. Yeah. Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors. Better alliteration. CC. Yeah. Not Casey. Mm-mm. Anyway, that's a little, that's a little backstory of Chuck Connors. Of course, cast in The Rifleman and now in this movie. I'm really impressed with him now. I don't know. At first, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm into serial killers, but <laughs> look at look at his growth. Look at his career growth. Yeah. I'm just Mr. trying to think Slauson. of horror movies that just star baseball players now. I, don't ask me to think of one. Lord me? knows. I, I barely know a baseball player, let alone... Hell, I, I barely know a baseball. a baseball. What are those? What's a baseball? Well, I told you. I, all this batter, batter stuff, you're confusing the hell out of me. When you say bad, I think of, base, I think of vampires, okay? Mm-mm, that's not where I don't... My mind don't go. So anyway, Slauson owned this place. He owns this place, Slauson's Lost Oasis. A sensible mannequin museum. Yeah. Like... But they're swimming in the watering hole, in which he charged people seventy-five cents a day. But then they then, but then they built that newfangled highway. He yeah. really like in this scene. He just fucking is just hating on this highway the entire time. Okay, so Slauson's like anti-hero for sure is highways. That's his. That's his thing. He hates highways, but he should love them because highways bring his prey to him. So is it like this internal struggle that's going on there? So Are you saying what, that the, that's what's happening? the highway that goes to Slauson's is the highway to the danger zone? Highway to the Slauson zone! <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um... <laughs> So yeah, they're all like he's he meet them. He he meets Molly. He's like, "What's your name?" She's like, "Molly." He goes, "Oh, okay, Molly." And right. he keeps saying he keeps saying her name a lot. Molly. You, Molly. Oh, he focuses on her from the beginning. Oh yeah, it's obvious, Lawson. You got a crush on Molly. 
a little crush on the innocent one, Molly. Oh. So then they uh, they get dried off because he's like, well, don't. He's like, water moccasins come out at night, so you might want to get out of the water before nightfall. And then they they get out and all that stuff, and then they you know dry off. And Jerry's like, what happened? They're like, oh, there's a guy down there. And then Slauson's hanging out by his truck. And he's Lawson like, Lawson get- is still there. He cannot take a hint. They're like looking at him while they're skinny dipping, like, old oh, dude, go, take, go. Like, go away. You're being weird. <laughs> and he cannot take a hint. They get out and they're making fun of him and they're like, oh, some old creep by the river. And he's still there and he's like, not going anywhere. Gonna stay here. Didn't get the memo. Yeah. And I'm he's gonna like, gonna hook up with Molly. <laughs> oh, he's like, I'm gonna do some Molly. Hey. Hey. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. This is an anti-drug. Please, this is a Christian just, podcast. Take this, take this time to say this Christian podcast. PSA, don't do drugs. Don't do tourist trap while drugs. Don't, um, do tur- <laughs> don't do tourist trap while watching drugs. Now, <laughs> he tells them, because the, the Jeep won't start. He was like, well, I can take you. He's like, my house is down the road a piece, which I love when people say that. Road a piece. Down That's the road a, a piece. You know exactly the distance that yeah. you're going. <laughs> When someone says a piece. Yeah, it's down a piece. It's just a slice, you know? Yeah, it's down it's a just, slice. It's, down, it's, about, it's about, about 18 so chunks. <laughs> 18, you know, over yonder past the stop sign, about 18 chunks. I like chunks. Yeah. I think I'll use that. I got about, yeah, I think it was about three chunks away. His <laughs> <laughs> dad wrote a chunk. Yeah, you know, it's, it's down the road to Sliver. Anyway. Sliver, little, little bite. So they go down to his little his little house, which is the, the, the main building for Slauson's Lost Oasis. And it's an like an animatronic little mannequin museum. Mannequin and he's got like an animatronic Civil War guy. He's got a... Davy, Davy Crockett. He's got he's Colonel got top, Custard. Top Hat Man. Uh, he's got his ex-wife. I'm thinking Top Hat Man is John Wilkes Booth. They never say it's John Wilkes Booth, but he's got a mustache and, you know, he's got a gun. I, I'm assuming it's John Wilkes just Booth. Anyone, I think you assume anyone with a top hat is John Wilkes But Booth. they come up with a plan in which uh, they're going to go, it's Slauson and Jerry going to go and try to fix the Jeep. They're going to go to like town or whatever to get parts for the Jeep. Mm-hmm. And then the the women stay behind, in which mm-hmm. Eileen's very fascinated with the house. Eileen, who my lives in the- girl. She asks, who lives in the house? And she says, and, and Slauson says, Davy. She's like, Davy who? He goes, why Davy Crockett? I had to separate him from Colonel Custard over there. Classic, classic humor from Mr. Slauson. He's, he's got a great sense of humor, I'll give him that. He does kill people, but I love him. <laughs> love him funny. Spoiler alert. Oops. So then Eileen asks, Mr. Slauson, can I use your phone? He goes, yeah, help yourself. It don't work, though. Nobody to call. It don't, it don't work, though. There's your t- clear sign. Teens, yeah. teens, here's another PSA. Here's a tip for teens. Tip for teens. First of all, don't do drugs. Second of all, don't go on road trips. Your car's going to break down. You're going to get stuck somewhere. Third of all, when someone says a phone doesn't work somewhere, go somewhere else. <laughs> go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. And, yeah, so they, Sauston and Jerry leave, and then 
the women are just hanging out, and then Eileen's like, "Well, I'm gonna go investigate that house," which shouldn't have, shouldn't have done it. My girl, my girl. If I'm not back in twenty minutes, form a posse. Classic Eileen. Come on, Eileen. And what does she do? She goes and investigates the house, discovers it's full of mannequins, mm-hmm. and then she. Okay. <laughs> I go talk. to a house. Let's break it down. Let's I go to down. a house. I see a mannequin. You know what the first thing I'm doing? Go I'm leaving. away. I'm I leaving. Go away. I know they can't run gas stations. I don't. <laughs> I know. I know Senate, the Senate passed that law. I know the president signed it into law in which mannequins can't own and operate gas stations. But listen, a house full of mannequins? No. I'm leaving. There's I'm, no gas. You're not going to get any service there. Nothing's... I'm getting out of there. That's all I'm saying. And fine. And let the mannequins do their thing. But I don't want to be around the mannequins. Especially because they're always singing and screaming. That's the other name of of this podcast. Singing and screaming. Singing and screaming. It's the name of my life. (laughs) Autobiography. Singing and screaming. Singing and screaming. Sarah Jean story. Mm. So... So yeah, she's she's like, oh, I see two mannequins. I better uh, go deeper into this house. And then she, oh, yeah, she's like, I'm I'm for the mannequins. Let's explore this. So she finds a bedroom full of mannequins, and there's a phone. And then as she goes through the phone, she picks it up and discovers it doesn't work. Puts it back. A down. second, you, it took you once. One phone dead fool me once. <laughs> two phones dead. You're gonna become a mannequin, Eileen. I get it. She's curious. She's cool. And then she takes a little little designer scarf off of a mannequin, puts it on. She tries it on. Oh. And then Look who do we this. see? The killer comes in. Davy. Davy. I'm gonna kill you, pretty girl. girl. And then he chokes her with his psychic powers. He like with her bandana, which again, this is probably the second time in this film I went, yes. Well, not to her death, obviously, but I thought it was a cool kill yeah. in, the, in the movie. So you have uh, Davy, we're introduced to Davy. But it was also uh, a lot, because he's telekinetic, and he's it's and he owns man- a mannequin museum. He has a, Davy has a lot going on that he needs to process. The crazy part about this movie is that it's a slasher movie, but then they introduce the fact that he has telekinesis. Mm-hmm. And the telekinesis... Is never explained. No, no one talks about it. It just is. It just is. He's, he's no just backstory. Telekinetic. He just was born telekinetic, and he loves mannequins, and that's just like he's living his life. But like, but fine, but just don't kill people, Davy. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> but this instance, we see that he's wearing a mask that looks just like Woody. It's Woody's face. It's like Woody's face, Woody's hair, the bucket you hat. You see he was wearing. Woody, and I swear to God. I think you see what you want to see in the mannequins. I don't see Woody for me. I see... It's supposed to be Woody. It looks like Silence the Lamb's face to me. And his tongue is sticking out. Oh, man, it's gross. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. So it's after a shame the- you have to die. Oh, man, that's so crazy. Come that- on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Eileen. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fact that Davy loves uh, Desi's Midnight Runners. 
Desi's Midnight Runners. That's the name of that band, I think. Who sing Come On Eileen? Are you kidding me? Look it up. Their their band name is not Come On Eileen. It is, yep. (laughs) It is called... Yes, Desi's Midnight... Yeah, Dexie's Midnight Runners. I thought every band that had a single that was a hit, their name was also that hit. Strange. Hmm. Anyway, what were we talking about? Tourist Trap. Come on, Eileen. You are my girl. (laughs) You're so cool. Come on, Why'd you wander in to that house with those mannequins? Wander in. And look at my mannequin. I'm Davey. Fun fact. Davey was in Dexie's Midnight Runners. All right. So now next we cut to (gasps) Becky and Molly in the museum looking at a little uh, uh, one mannequin who is uh, like encased with lights around her. She looks like an angel, quote unquote. And they keep saying, they keep touching her skin and says, the skin feels like flesh. It feels like flesh. And then Molly's and what do you, like, what do you do? What do you do when you see a mannequin? And what do you do when you touch it and it feels like flesh? Uh, you leave. You leave. The solution is so simple, but, you know, they just don't get it. There's nothing getting through to these. You can yell at the screen. There's a... I just don't understand. Every time there's a movie in which people don't leave, I always think about the movie Darkness Falls. I don't know if you've seen it. No, uh-uh. The movie Darkness Falls, it's like a PG-13 horror movie from the early 2000s. But basically the premise is this woman, I think she was a killer. And then she is she's killed and she becomes, quote, the tooth fairy. In what she is this oh, spirit that if she sees you, she comes against your teeth at night or whatever from children. And if you look at her in the darkness, she kills you. And if you get away, she pursues you for the rest of her her your life basically and her only weakness is light so if you shine a light on her light burns her the spirit anyway this ghost only lives in this town of darkness falls okay all right are you following me yes so um the solution would be to uh move away don't live in that town you know, it's hard, though. You get stuck, you know, you, you get in the day-to-day. That shit, dude, that shit would be like Salem's Lot. There would be nobody fucking living there if, what if, like, that happened in real life. People don't save money. They don't have jobs that allow them to save money. And they just get stuck. It's just the classic tale of just getting stuck. Getting you know? stuck in a town with a witch ghost. Getting stuck and, you know, just being like, oh, this is, you know, gaslighting yourself into thinking everything's okay when you're really not happy with your life. Oof. That's what these teens are doing, too. Yeah. I just love this dialogue that uh, Molly's like, I don't want to look at it anymore. And then Becky goes, Molly, it's only a mannequin. Mo- Molly, girl, it's okay. She she finds out. She figures it out by the end of the movie. And this is when Slauson comes back by himself, and he's like, oh, yeah, Jerry took my truck up to town to get, you know, try to get the telephone and get some parts or whatever. And then Let he opens up. grab and, another Ham's beer. Yeah, he has a Dr. Pepper machine full of Ham's beer, and it cracks me up. Yeah, honestly, why wouldn't you? Also, one of my favorite parts in the movie that just I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. For sure. I need that. In my life. Just buy a Coke machine and fill it with Corona. I mean, great. That would be very very dope, actually. 
Sarah's <laughs> often thought. I'm just, I'm just like thinking about it. Sarah's currently on eBay looking up Dr. Pepper oh machines. Oh my god, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm not. No more podcasts for me. So then we, uh, so then Slauson goes to investigate the house, and he finds he finds Eileen's been turned into a mannequin. Mm. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. And then as this is happening, Becky and Molly are looking at a photo album in which it shows pictures of Slauson with his wife and his brother. And mannequins. Lots of photos of mannequins. Yeah. And then they figure it out, oh my God, and that, that, that mannequin over there well. looks just like his wife. I get it now. It's his wife, but they don't get it. They don't get that it's his wife, and that's the skin of his wife. And she's dead. Well, they knew she was dead, but... Yeah, and he, tells this, he tells this story about his wife dying of cancer and dying in his arms. Cue the... And Molly gives this look like... Oh, God, you sad, sad man. And Becky, like, at one point rolls her eyes and she's like, oh, this fucking sap. So funny. (laughs) So funny. This dipshit. She doesn't buy it. She, like Eileen, they don't buy it. Yeah. They still still die it, though. But this may be so funny because it's like, this is the setup. Slauson leaves and then one of them goes. back. And then one of them's like, I'm going to investigate the house. And then, then Sloss, and then they die. Slauson comes back. Cycle just repeats itself. Cycle just repeats itself. What I love about this next part is that uh, Becky decides to go into the house. But instead of going through the front door, she climbs up the trellis and goes through a window. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Why? (laughs) why? What's the point of that? What is the point? I know she thought, like, her friend was boning the other friend in there, and she was like, ooh, what are they up to? Oh, yeah, she thought Woody and uh, Eileen were making sex Getting in the bed. On. And then it turns out Which it was some creepy little doll. sadly. Ball. No one had sex before they died in this movie. Very upsetting. It's <laughs> Very, a weird It's a weird horror movie. Like, you would think there'd be upset. a lot more sex. You'd think there'd be nudity, especially because there's a skinny dipping scene. But, no, you know, they, we're aiming for PG. They took it out. They didn't. It was asked, IMDb fun fact, the actors were asked and they co- at the skin and dipping scene on the spot and they collectively said, no, we're good. <laughs> Which is a great response. No, we're good. The appropriate I, response. Yeah, I, very appropriate response also <laughs> would have been my response. Hey, what do you think if, I don't know, while we're shooting the skinny dipping scene, you just, I don't know, just, I don't know, take your top off and we'll just film it or whatever they all look at each other no No, thanks i'm good no we're good (laughs) you should have you should have put it in our contracts sorry pay me fifty thousand dollars more and hell yeah i'll take my top off but nope you missed your chance you missed missed it mister you missed your chance mister you missed your chance mister. you're not seeing these tatas today (laughs) you missed your chance you missed it, mister. So anyway. He screwed the pooch on this one. Hey, my dog. Anyway, so 
I think, yeah, at this point, Davy's wearing an Eileen mask, which is very creepy. She's like, he's like. Oh, yeah, he wears her face right after. Right after the kill. Very So basically what he does is he he kills you and then he makes you, he he makes a mask. He makes a mask that looks just like your face. It's very Silence of the Lambs. Buffalo Bill watched this movie and he said. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to go watch this. I'm going to do the tourist trap thing and I'm going to, I'm going to make a, but I got to get a big old fat girl. I'm going to. I'm gonna wear people's faces. <laughs> um, fun fact: uh, the dog Precious in that movie is the same dog that is also in uh, Batman Returns. Hi, Precious, oh, he's a star, or she's a star. We don't know. Little I'm not dog. gonna look it up whether that dog was a girl or female. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not Hello, girl boy. Or, Excuse girl. me, girl. Oh, very oh, was important. It, was it, hello, girl, excuse me, boy. Boy. From Friday the 13th. Oh, my God. Let's not, let's not get on that. So much, so much attention. So, oh as Becky is investigating, she's, uh, she opens up a closet and then a bunch of mannequins topple on top of her. Mannequin dog pile. And then. Ah, 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 and ah. then. Davy comes in and attacks her, but she gets the upper hand literally by hitting him with, with a, a with mannequin a mannequin arm. Hand. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo, good work, Lathan. And as she's trying to get away, more mannequins start singing at her and fall on top and of her. You know that moment when a bunch of mannequins fall on you and you just you can't you can't move. <laughs> There's just too many mannequins. You just Look, can't get them all off you. You're I can't paralyzed. tell you how many times I'm like I'm at the store. And I'm looking at a mannequin, mm-hmm. lo- looking at the outfit on a mannequin. I'm and like, yeah, starts, I can buy that. And then it falls on top uh, of me. Uh, falls on you. And you collapse to the ground. You can't move. Yeah, of course. Because one mannequin is too many mannequins. They're so heavy. You're not going to be able to get away. And then you're just stuck there writhing around, having them y- y- scream, sing on top of you for like five minutes until Davey or someone else comes along to pick you up, you know? Davey. And at this point, Becky is taken into the uh, basement, and then already there is Jerry. Oh. And then, all, all, and then strapped to the strapped to a table is <sighs> Tina, who Tina. I thought was Eileen. Not I was Eileen. Conf- just I was very confused. Actor. Yeah. Davey's got a type. Here's the thing about horror movies: is that they, because you know, they have these people that you typically kill off pretty quickly. And, like, a trick to differentiate them is to get people, like, I watched Intruder last week, and there's two dudes in that movie who look exactly the same. Now, if one of them had blonde hair, I would be able to differentiate them. So, that's all I'm saying is, that was, like, that's like a tool in these horror movies. They're like, oh, we gotta get a brunette woman, we gotta Uh, get a blonde woman, we gotta get, you know, red hair. Yeah, because, like... You have to keep up with people. Yeah. So There's many too many, deaths. Because you got to have a high, if you're going to have a high body count, you got to have a lot of people. And then you got to, you know, you got to, you got to make them, give them like different, like an example in Freddy versus Jason. Like they were like, oh, we're going to give this one woman a baseball hat. You know what I mean? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Identifying factor. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Because they really don't have a lot of backstory and like great dialogue, so you're like, uh, they we, certainly don't in this movie. Uh, this person's gonna wear an eye patch. You know what I mean? Like you got to make them look different. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and there's no real, I know Tina came off the highway, but other than that, we don't know much about Tina. Other than she's completely emotionally destroyed, and it's very disturbing. It is. Her, like, you're so pretty. Why don't you like me? Oh, move the microphone. Oh, man. It's it's disturbing, and and she has one of my favorite lines with one of my favorite line readings in the movie where she turns to Becky and what's-his-face, Jerry, yeah. after they're down in the basement, chained up, and she just turns to them, and she says, we're all gonna die. Like that? And it's chilling. Yeah, he's crazy. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna, we're all die. gonna die. With all I, I, of her being in gut. Tina only had like five minutes on screen and she really gave it her all. She, yeah. That's that how was, I knew she wasn't Eileen because I was like, well, I don't mean to diss Eileen. Great actor, Eileen. C- curious, go-getter, knows what's up, don't take shit, Eileen. But Tina's just, you know, Tina's like, oh, poor Tina. She's none of that. She's destroyed. She's broken and she leans into it. The actor, Tina's acting is... It disturbs me because the scene is disturbing and she plays it very well. Here's to uh, Tina. Yeah, and th- at this point, this is when Davey uh, starts putting on makeup on his mask and then he mm. puts a top hat on and he brings drinks down for everybody. You can do whatever you want to, Davey, but you're not hiding that ugly heart of yours. This, uh, this is, this <laughs> you is can the dress po- it up all you want to. But. This is the point where I thought about um, uh, on on Letterboxd, Branson Reese posted a review of this movie in which he said, always a good call to put your killer in jeans. It's night, it's night for the heroes, but for the killer is 2 p.m. on a Sunday, and he's running to Home Depot to pick up some mulch for the yard. <laughs> because, yeah, like, it's just funny seeing, because Davey's going around wearing like a suit. A full suit. A suit top, a top hat, a weird mask, but he's wearing jeans. I did not notice he's wearing jeans. Of course, that's why you just said that. I didn't notice he was wearing jeans at all. But that makes sense, right? Because like he wants to get dressed up for the big event, but he's got to be he's got to be able to move. He's yeah. got to be able to move and groove if if someone goes into attack mode. That I might I might not agree with Davy on a lot of things, but I do agree with him on that that wardrobe choice. Moving and grooving. Moving Am and I grooving. Right? Sometimes you just got to move and groove, especially when you're murdering. Mm-hmm. Moving and grooving while murdering. Are you texting while you're on this podcast? Is that no, what you to, were just doing? I had to look. I had to look something up real quick. I'm oh sorry. <laughs> um, it's like you, you're checked out. You're so pretty. It's you're a shame, shame you have, you have to, to die. die. And we've been saying it this whole time. We're finally getting to it. And then he this says, scene, "You'll die of fright before." Your your heart will burst from fright before so yeah, you. This is this, when Davy starts putting what looks like biscuit batter, like he's making pancakes on her face. Yeah, straight up. Um, <laughs> it it is. It's. I guess it's not as sticky as biscuit batter, maybe. Uh, uh but. Uh, I, f- I feel like it's it looks supposed to be, about. It's, it's like biscuit batter, like, some sort of cornstarch, corn like paper mache. I think it's supposed to be like plaster of Paris. It is plaster. Because he's, mm-hmm, well, he's making be, But I feel like it, in real life it's like biscuit, face. biscuit batter. Biscuit, ba- like biscuit batter. D- d- she died by biscuit batter. Honestly, I'll probably die of biscuit batter at some point. <laughs> if I'm going to die, that's a hell of a way to go. By biscuit batter. Um, just because I ate too many biscuits, but 
Um, this death is, as I was telling you on the podcast we recorded yesterday that didn't record. <laughs> Damn it. Stop referencing it. Um, really cutting out your editing work for you. Um, no, this death is one of the most gruesome deaths to me that I've ever seen in a horror movie. And it's not, it's, there's no blood. No, there's no blood. There's no weapon, really. It, technically, it's art supplies. It's yeah. death by art supply. This, and maybe this that's why, went like, as an Hobby artist. Lobby and bought some plaster Paris. Maybe that's why it affected me so bad because as an, as an artist, I was like, ooh, too close to home. <laughs> but, um, no, he slowly covers her face in plaster of Paris and is like monologuing the whole time, saying how she's feeling step by step. Clearly, he's done this before. Like, oh, it's burning now. This will be the last time you see anything. It's getting dark now. You are. I don't, I'm becoming like an old Hollywood star. (laughs) It's turning dark now, Mr. DeVille. Um, your heart will burst from fright before you die. I didn't realize I was doing a, doing a podcast with old Norma Desmond. Well, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. You are. I am Norma reincarnated, so you're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. Oh, okay. Casual Norma. Um, but, and she, so, she slowly suffocates. She slowly suffocates. She takes three big gasping breaths. Uh-huh. And she dies, and the camera just like focuses on her the whole time, and it's one of and the and you most can hear disturbing. there's like a heartbeat on the soundtrack. Yeah, um, boom, 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 boom. Which is why I'm so up and down with the soundtrack. I love that moment. I love that moment so much. I love the music and the heartbeat and everything and the monologuing. And I mean, I love to hate it. It's awful. It's very disturbing. Very, very disturbing. But um, especially if you watched it for the first time, hi. <laughs> It was not, not a good scene. I cannot say that loud enough. But the entire time this is happening, Jerry's like gnawing on his ropes to like get free and he's like mouth all bloody. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another part of it too. That's so intense. It keeps you, it doesn't just do the close up of her slowly suffocating. It, it, It pans back and forth between him desperately trying to chew through his rope. Becky's like watching and panting and screaming, trying to get free too because they want to save her. Like they're just forced to sit there and watch her suffocate to death. And he's monologuing and he's just like himself, natural Davy. It's a shame you have to die. And, and she does. And she just dies and you just have to watch it. There's like nothing you can do. You'll die up front. You'll die up front. But yeah, but Jerry does get loose and he fights Davy, but then um, he's like beating him with a ball peen hammer. So yeah, you said ball peen earlier, and I was like, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. But like Davy overpowers him and like lifts him up like on the wall, and it's just like it's like, damn, he's strong as hell, Davy. Davey Davey. was strong. He knocked him out, and the ball peen hammer wasn't big enough. (laughs) My mom's going to love that joke. She's going to laugh so hard at it. I know it. Oh, yeah. The only listener of this podcast is your mom. I know, and she's really happy with what we're doing. She thought the first episode was really funny. Oh, that's good. Yeah. She said she wants more more me, but... (laughs) Oh, less me? (laughs) I'll let you take over then. Oh no, please, for the love of God, do not let me talk. 
No, no, I don't work well under pressure. It's just going to be ball peen bits from here here on out. <laughs> meanwhile, Molly. Molly <laughs> meanwhile. Meanwhile, Molly is at, you know, Slauson's little lost oasis, just hanging out by herself. Molly's just chilling. She's not. She's she's in there pounding beers. This is a big this is a big movie for Molly. Um, she spent her whole life waiting in that damn mannequin museum, and then finally, she makes a move. But yeah, she um, the phone rings, and then she picks it up, and then the line goes dead, and then she picks up the cord, and the phone's been disconnected the whole time. This is the third time. And then she goes out to investigate. That the phone's not working. Yeah, it's not no. going to work. No. You keep picking it up. It's not going to work. But yeah, at this point, she goes out to investigate, and then yeah. Davey starts, like, chasing, like, comes up with Woody's head, like a mannequin head, and then the mouth open, and he goes, Molly! Which is kind of creepy. Oh, I did like that moment. I, li- I do like the way the mannequin heads move. Molly! Molly! It was, like, very distant. Molly! Tourist trap. Beautiful young people looking for excitement are tricked, terrorized, and trapped. God help those who get caught in the tourist trap. Rated PG. So yeah, Molly goes out and is being chased by Davy with. What you got? Woody's head. This, oh, I was like, with his hands? No, <laughs> Woody's head. head. I forgot about the head. And he's yelling, Molly! Molly! Hey, yo, Molly. What if he sounded like uh, Stallone? Hey. Hey. Hey, Mo- Molly. What if it was Sylvester Stallone instead of Chuck Connors? That's what I'm thinking about right now. Molly. Hey, Molly. You it kind of, Molly. My wife kind of looks like you. It seems, it's the same voice for me because of my register. Uh, Rip Camelucci, who I host Franchise Surprise with, is who's, probably... Who's he? He's listening to this episode right now thinking, I thought only me and <laughs> Nick that? did Stallone bits on podcasts, but apparently not. Ooh. And he's ripping out his, his, his AirPods in frustration, and he's crushing them in his hands. It's a classic podcast affair. Anyway. <laughs> hey, you... Hey, Adrian, Adrian, hey, Adrian. Molly, you look like my wife. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn you into a mannequin. I'm gonna box a lot, hey, and a I'm little. gonna have a bloody eye, and I'm gonna hang a poster of myself in every college dorm room. Who is this? Rocky. Every college dorm room. <laughs> I forgot you went to college in the '90s. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so proud of it i did and i'm because most 40, 47 now most college institutions um of course it's a fight club poster i don't know what the that's what it was when i went to college it was boondock saints for me or pulp fiction i mean it's, it's your classic there are like several of them on rotation for it sure. is pulp fiction boondock saints mm-hmm. fight club and uh, i don't know i don't know what uh, the equivalent to that would be now say hello to my little friend that uh, one Scarface? Scarface. Scarface. Uh, Scarface. Otherwise known as Say Hello to My Little Friend the Movie. Yeah. Which, funny <laughs> enough, Scarface, directed by Brian De Palma, 
um, Pino Donaggio uh, often uh, did uh, film scores. Uh, Pino, you're all over the place. I can't yeah. go nowhere without Pino popping up. I'm sorry for. Man, that I Pino hope, is I always popping up. Ruin his reputation by, by not liking some of the music in this movie. I've ruined his career. Did he do the score for Body Pino. Double? I love the score for Body Double. It sounds Pino. awesome. Pino Donaggio, more like Pino Grigio. Oh, hey. You made a joke yesterday. You're not supposed to reference the podcast we did yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you're supposed to act surprised anytime I do the same jokes again. Yeah, like, that's right. The fourth wall is broken. Oh, no. I so, can yeah. do that, but you can't do that. That's right. So, at this point... <laughs> Molly freaks out, runs away, is being chased by Davy as aye, she's aye, like aye. she like climbs over the fence. Davy's yelling, he's like he's got the woody head going, Molly, Molly, and, and then he throws it at her, and then oh. she's running through the woods. There's a pond. She she crosses it, and all of a sudden she puts her hand on a on a on a tree water branch. Water moccasin. And, and what's there? Water moccasin. She freaks he out. He told you, but he yeah. He told you, like, why are you acting surprised when he tells you the phone doesn't work? There's a water moccasin. I, he may kill people, but he's communicating. You know. Listen, when has anything. when has Slauson lied this movie? He Did has he? Not, has he lied? Well, I don't think I mean, he's lied once. There is a big lie that happens later. What happens after Slauson, a.k.a. Chuck Connors, picks her up in the pickup truck. Uh, and uh-huh. he's like, listen, I'm going to go call for help and I'm going to put on the radio. Classic that, man th- move to say, I'm going to help you. And what and happens? L- leaves her with the shotgun outside of the, of his house. Molly with a shotgun. Which, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the background there's a sign that says, too mean to die. Oh, hell Yeah. And so, and then what happens? Davy comes sneaking up behind her. Molly's and then what does she die. do? Shoots spins, him. Shoots the freaking hell out of him. Spins him around with that shotgun and puts a double dose of bullets yeah. in him. Double dose. Double D bullets, baby. <laughs> Molly come through. Molly, in this moment, becomes Eileen was my girl. And Molly transforms into my second girl. <laughs> She is the best. I love Molly with a shotgun. Molly, you're standing your ground. You're finding yourself. You're putting caps in people. Good for you. Good for you, Molly. Good for her. You're a big proponent of the stand your ground law down in Florida, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. No, 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 no. In horror movies, yes. In my real life, no. You support... Stand your ground law. You also support mannequins not owning gas stations. (laughs) This podcast has become a very bad look for me. (laughs) I'm a this Christian podcast has made me out to be someone who's just Ugh. Anyway. But yeah, it's uh (laughs) Molly shoots him and then he goes he's like, You shot me with blanks. Bang, bang, you're dead. Bang, 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 bang you're, you're dead. dead. He's got a little gun song. Davy's got a little <laughs> gun song. He's prepared. A little Broadway star this day. Davy's got a gun. Gun. Bang, bang, you're dead. Bang, bang, you're dead. And what does she do? She slaps the shit out of him with that shotgun. And then his mask crumbles. And, and then he takes see, it what off. And we see now that turns the facade out? is down and you think, you think, Cole Slauson has been not telling the truth this whole time. But in fact, he was lying this whole time. He's we... the man behind the mask. Oh, but he's back. 
He's Cole. the man behind the mask. Ask Mr. Cole Slauson, you been. All right, come on down to Slauson's Lost Oasis, where we got all. We got all. We, we got fifteen different we flavors got of coleslaw. Here we got mannequin masks. We've got. Honestly, I'm telling you, some barbecue, uh, ham's beer out of a Dr Pepper fridge with some coleslaw, like Carolina style barbecue. That sounds pretty good right now. They could really turn that mannequin mansion around. I'd stop there if they were serving up some hot coleslaw and barbecue. Hot coleslaw. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. I meant to say hot barbecue and coleslaw. You know what I mean? Like it's hot, hot, hot. It's going. Hi, come on down to Lost Oasis. We got listen. We got we. It's opposite here. We got mannequins instead of people. We got got hot coleslaw. We got cold barbecue. We We got got people that are supposed to be alive, but they're dying. You think you ask for a Dr Pepper? Guess what? You're getting a Ham's beer. Come on down to Coleslaw's Lost Oasis. Located on Route Nine, near 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 the near the watering hole, full of water, cotton mouth hole. Hashtag Ugh. fuck those highways. Hashtag the the newfangled highways. Hashtag house down the road a piece. Where's the house at? Down a chunk, chunk house. <laughs> chunk house, slice house, slice of life. Slice of life, chunk house, down down by the chunk. We've gone off the rails mannequins, so bad. Mannequins, mannequins. Mannequins, mannequins, mannequins. It was, we're possessed. We're possessed by sloths, and I'm 100% convinced I'm going to have to live my life as this freaking mannequin serial killer because he's possessed me. It's so annoying with everything else going on in the world today. Now i got to deal with this. Uh, uh, but. Uh, it's always happening to me. Why are mannequins and always possessing me? Why is it always me? Uh, we're we're doing this over Zoom, of course, and um, Sarah Jean has not referenced the fact that her apartment's full of mannequins. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we need to remake this movie, but with you as uh, Slauson. Okay. Oh then, yeah. And then when I was when it's revealed that you're actually the killer, just go. Oops, sorry. Uh, oops, my bad. I've got trauma. <laughs> Why don't we go down to my house? It's down the road a piece. And down the road a piece. Them newfangled highways, I'll tell you what. What happens? Oh, yeah. Uh, Molly, uh, at this point, freaks the fuck out as she as as uh, you as would. As you would. As you do. And then runs. And guess where she goes? Back to she the fucking pond. Leaves. She finally leaves. And where does she go? When back she can go pl- anywhere else? She goes back to that little dirty puddle she once skinny dipped in. Now, what is what? How is that a solution, Molly? You I don't did understand so good. it. She's like, she Molly knows there's water moccasins. Molly got her gun and she learned to use it. And what does she do? Yeah, she goes right back to that dirty old pond with water moccasins. Girl, stop falling into those old cycles. Now, what's funny about this part is that Chuck Connors surfaces out of the water and then grabs her and, like, baptizes her because this is a Christian movie. It's, yeah. Everything we watch and consume and speak about is, I can't stress it enough. Um, I was really upset by the uh, the puddle scene when he pops out because I thought <laughs> it, it, really, it, really, it really took me out of it. I thought, how do you get in that puddle? You're asking how this guy who uses telekinesis to kill people. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're asking how he was able to magically 
teleport. I forgot. That's on me. I forgot. He has he, telekinesis. He, I didn't know telekinesis meant you could telekinet yourself. You could t- telekinet yourself. I just want to say, listener, yesterday, I said telekinet. I know. Okay. I made the joke yesterday when we recorded the episode before. Now, but Sarah I, Jean has stolen my joke. I said telekinet. So I also made a funny. It was very funny when we did it yesterday. You said telekinet, and then I said he telekinetted himself. And then I laughed really hard, and now we're repeating the joke and explaining it, and that's going to be really good. Yeah, that's, that's good podcasting, baby. <laughs> that's good stuff. I've learned. I went to comedy school. <laughs> <laughs> I went to clown school. Meanwhile, all right, so Eat this wild. happens. We cut back. <laughs> To Becky and Jerry, who were freaking the fuck out, because they're like, they're still trapped. They, and then and then they get loose. Well, what happens is, Becky slides over a nail file over to Jerry, and he starts cutting away mm-hmm. at his at his chains. Excuse me, I'm burping a lot. I pr- it's all that beer. It's all that hams. So, <laughs> all that hams. What happens? And then, we have a little scene... In which Slauson is having dinner with the Eileen mannequin. Yes. Oh, my God. And let's go into it. Let's go into this dinner he's having with his mannequin. Now, as far as date goes, she's pretty lame. If you had telekinetic powers and you could... So, he puts on the mask and he, and he when he puts on the mask, he's able to, like, bring her to life. And, and, and so, she can engage in conversation with him, right? The man is mm-hmm. lonely. I get it. There's a bunch of mannequins everywhere. No one to talk to. But think about it. You have telekinesis. You, you plant. You get ready. You put makeup on. You get the dinner ready. You have your perfect date that you custom made in mannequin form sitting in front of you. And you can talk through them and make the conversation for yourself. And then it sounds like this. Hey, would you like some crackers? Yes, I would like some crackers. Oh, okay. Well, would you, well how about something to drink? Yes, please. Something to drink. Oh, okay. Well, oh, you got a little slobber on the side. Let me... Oh, my God. Oh, your head fell off. What? That was the scene, yeah, basically. Listen, he... T- <laughs> he- I just... And she's so... Yeah, I guess I'd like some crackers. He uh, he obviously did not go to clown college, much like the soundtrack did. Um, he needs to go to clown. He's got to brush up on those improv skills, baby, because that's sad. If you can't do it for yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Could you imagine a a, a a a a farmer with telekinesis signing up for classes at like Second City? <laughs> just. Yeah, I was going on mannequin dates with myself, and I'm not doing it for me. And I thought, this is a good chance for me to grow. I need to brush up on my people skills and my and my and my um my public speaking skills. Yeah. So um, yeah. Anyway, you got to stop bringing those mannequins to class. You got to. You got to stop bringing those mannequins into class. We've talked about this, Cole. Yes, and I think they're just um. A good support system for me. You it also you keep saying yes and every time you yes well, and somebody. Uh, yes, and that's what I read in the in the comedy book by Del Close. So I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. Oh, you've been and, reading from the Truth and Comedy IO book. This is not IO. This yes, is Second City. I know this is Second City, but I was doing my research before I came here, and yes and. 
Okay, we're going to have to... Let me keep the mannequins. And then he kills everybody. You're so funny. You're so funny. It's a shame you have to die. It's a shame I spent $3,000 on these classes and still didn't learn how to love myself. Aww. Couldn't that, save in, him. In the end, that was the ultimate death. Comedy. <laughs> His soul. His soul. Um, <laughs> this, the rest of the movie is just all over the place. Because like, he, he goes, he, there's just this little non-sequitur scene where he has dinner with, with Eileen. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. And then we cut to Molly trapped in the bed. She like wakes up and she's like tied to this bed. Yeah, you think she... You think she, now I'm burping, it's the hams. Um, you think she died in the pond, which I really enjoyed because I thought, I didn't know who was going to be the last person standing. You, you're led to believe because the innocent one always lives till the end. You're led to believe it's Molly. But then Molly gets drowned in the pond and so you think, oh, maybe it wasn't her. Or maybe she's dead. Surprise! She's just having fever dreams in the bed because she's got a fever from the water moccasins and the cold water in that puddle. And he's, and he's got her strapped down to the bed. And she wakes up and there are mannequins. Surprise to no one. There are mannequins everywhere. There's a, I don't know if it's this part or later, but like there's one part in which somebody starts feeding her soup. And she's like, who are you? And it's like, it's like a, like, it's like a 19, it's, the, it's, the it's like ghost, a 1970s mom. <laughs> it's the ghost of his ex-wife. It she's looks imagining. Like it, she looks like, um... Which was a 1970s mom, because this is 1979. And it, I don't know if they had children, but could have. <gasps> what if they had children and that was just too dark? He turned them to mannequins, but they didn't want to go there in the film, because then it would be a PG-13 rating. I'm trying to think who she looks like. PG-13 didn't exist back then. PG-13 okay, didn't well, come out until 1984. PG-14 then, Nick. PG-14. Excuse P- me. Who does she look like? She looks like, that's who it is. It's Jennifer Nettles as Amy Lee Gemstone from The Righteous Gemstones. That's oh, who she looks like. Oh, okay. That's a reference I do get and do agree with. Wow. For once. Hmm. Look at hmm. us. Huh. Aw. Aw. Bridging gaps with shit Pod- we've seen before. Podcast moment. Podcasting, baby. Podcast mommy. Oh, guess what? What? I got an email. Yeah. Stop my, texting and driving. My The Mandalorian in one Starfighter Lego set has been shipped and will be delivered. I just feel like you're not listening to me. <laughs> Listen, I was I was looking on my phone to look up her character and the actor from Righteous Gemstones. I just don't know if this is going to work out. I happened to see I had an email from Lego.com. I don't do this anymore. Okay, listen, sorry. I have a Lego addiction, and I love Star Wars. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. So, and it turns out that was a mannequin, blah, 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 blah. And then <laughs> Man- Be- mannequins, blah, 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 mannequins, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if you wanted whole to sum- movie. summarize the movie, it would be mannequins, blah, 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 mannequins. Telekinesis, blah, 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 so Chuck Connors, blah, blah, like, blah. It's like the Seinfeld <laughs> bit with yada, 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 but with mannequins. mannequins yada, 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 guy yada, has telekinesis. What was I going to say? Yeah. And then... Oh yeah! Oh, Becky and Jerry—they they bust loose. They bust loose. And as they're sneaking by, it's Slauson wearing okay, the mask that he wears in which it has the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. That is supposed Cute, to, by the way. That is supposed to be Slauson when he's a child. <gasps> no. So that's why he's like playing with dolls. He's like being a kid, quote unquote. Mm. 
This this game's got levels, man. It's it's 100% this guy's issues could have been solved by going to therapy, working on that trauma. Come on. It's, it's childhood shit. Instead, it's the same story for all of us. It's just some of us don't go and breed mannequin farms and kill tourists. And knock over microphones. Stop <laughs> it. What was I going to say? Yeah. Uh, they so that run was, out. He so jumps they, through a window. Yeah, he jumps through a fucking window, which I always love it when somebody in a horror movie. And he did his own stunts. IMDb fun fact time. Yeah, he did that stunt. <laughs> yeah, I love it when people in horror movies jump through windows. Famous Just horror because. movie, famous horror movie window jumps. You got Annie Fry the Thirteenth movie. You got <laughs> you got Hall- awesome. you got Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Everyone remembers that one. Uh, she famously. I think it's uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, uh, a woman jumps out of the window, but you can clearly see it's a man, like stuntman. Oh. The character is a woman, but it's a stuntman. Love that. That's very funny. Anyway, we're not talking Friday the 13th. But then, like, Jerry gets loose, he runs away, and then Becky gets loose, and then as she's running... Barefoot, by the way. Another IMDb fun fact. She requested specifically to run barefoot... So the pain would appear more real. She's like, listen, I'm Tanya My Roberts. My girl. Tanya Roberts, I'm going to be a Bond girl someday. Tanya Roberts, who is also the wife of Bob in that 70s show. But Run more it. famously, Bond girl in A View to the, a Kill. Most famously, Tourist Trap requesting to run barefoot. <laughs> and actually, like, her feet got real messed up and bloody. Oh, yeah, I was looking, I was looking at her feet, and they look pretty bad. But then, uh, yeah, Chuck Connors comes in and, quote, saves her, even though he's really the killer. Spoiler alert. But she doesn't. Spoiler alert to her she because doesn't she doesn't know. know. She thinks he's safe. He's not. He's not safe. Run away, girl. So, yeah, he carries her back. Run away, run away, run away. Damn it. Carries her back. I'm trying to get through the story so we can get to the end of the podcast, Sarah Jean. Oh, I don't want to end it, though. It's been so fun. Uh, I do, because this is the... <laughs> 11th time we've tried to film and filmed this. Uh, we're not even... We're filming to, it, by the way. This trying is on, to get this is on ba- This is on beta tape. I, look, I view everything as a film. I'm always camera ready. <laughs> uh, anyway. Ready for my close-up. Oh, Norma Desmond. So what, what are we doing? Oh yeah, brings her brings her back to the oasis and like sits her on the bed. Oasis. And then she gets up and all of a sudden all the mannequins start coming to life, animatronics. And then we see the we see the woody mannequin. And he closes the door and then all the mannequins start shooting guns at Becky. Shooting guns. Yeah. You don't remember that part? I blocked out the guns. The little animatronic mannequins start shooting guns at Becky. We got John Wilkes Booth. We got the Civil War guy. We got General Custard or Colonel Custard. I don't know which one he is. But then the Native American finally kills her with a tomahawk. Oh, to the back we're of the talking. Head. Oh, I got. I got. Sorry, I got. Um, Becky and um, and Molly confused for a second. Yes, yes. One of my other favorite scenes. 
It's where, a good one. where an axe gets thrown to Becky, she dies. Mr. Slalom looks over like, oops, my bad. I'm a little and stinker. Then, I'm a little stinky. <laughs> and then the camera pans to John Wilkes Booth, the am- animatron, a.k.a. just a guy in a top hat. And he yeah. tips the, the top hat. And that is the end of the scene. While, wait, 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 wait. When it plays in the background, it's the only time in which I thought the circus school music was appropriate. Love, love that scene beginning to an end. Big, big fan of that scene. We need to make an 80s comedy called Circus School. Circus School. Um, That, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we're going to figure it out. Uh, what happens? And then the next scene is Molly's still strapped to the bed, and then Chuck Connors comes in there and is like, yeah, you remind me, you're my wife. And then he takes him to another room, no shit, and then throws him on the floor, Weirdo. and he's being all creepy, and he's like, tell me you love me. Say you love me. And she's, oh, this is the second time in this movie where I was so uncomfortable. She's yeah. forced to say, I love you. This is such a And he yes, puts his face on top of her face and smush kisses her. There's nothing I despise more than a smush kiss. Ugh. <laughs> Not a famously hates fan. smush kisses. Unless you want a smush kiss, then we're okay with it, but not cool. <laughs> hates that. Yeah, he's he's not a likable guy. <laughs> he is a you're right. I keep trying to reason with him, but he's you're right. He's a serial killer. I need to admit that and I gotta let him go. Who'd have thought the telekinetic serial killer who collects would, mannequins would smush, would smush mouth kiss someone? That's so who, weird. Why would he do that? That's so out of character for him. He was there was no red flags until the smush well, kiss. I didn't see any red flags. I thought hey, this guy's just a nice <laughs> mannequin farm guy. He just owns mannequins and he's just you know. Hi, just, come on down to Chuck Connor's mannequin is, farm. I, I won't smush mouth kiss you. I promise. The phones are not. I'm a little stinker. I'm gonna I'm, smush kiss you. I'm a stinker. I'm a little stinky smush kisser. Oops. <laughs> that would be me playing. So then after he does the creepy little smush kiss, he like gets up and then reveals how his wife cheated on him with his brother. So he had to kill them. In which he said, they were whoring behind my back. They were whoring behind my back. And that's the law when you're whoring around my back. Yeah. She had to die. I got a legal right to that. And I was wondering Mm -hmm. when I heard that line, Mm -hmm. which I obviously do not agree with. Was there a point in time where legally you could... I mean, I know it says it in the Bible, basically, if someone cheats on you, like, you can stone them or something, like adulterer or whatever, but, well, like, this, this, was this there a, a time in real life where people could... You could just straight up well, kill people if they... Well, if you, if you shut up, I'll tell you. Is um, there... Is there... <laughs> Sarah, stop talking. Sarah takes 20 minutes to ask a question in which I have a, an answer that'll last two seconds. But All do right. I really want to know the answer? So apparently, <laughs> this is this is where this is where me watching the last drive-in comes in comes in handy. Oh, okay. According to Joe Bob Briggs, there was an old Spanish law in which if you caught your spouse cheating on you with another person, if you caught them in the act, you could kill both mm-hmm. of them. 
Because I heard him say it out loud, and I was like, no, Mr. Slauson, that's not true. That's not possible. And then I thought on it for some, and I was like, actually, that sounds like some legit law that's probably, like, still around somewhere in a small town today. Like, yeah. again, I don't agree with it. Let me let me put, put that out so there. So you agree with killing your spouse, <laughs> you agree with the stand-the-ground okay. law, and you agree that mannequins oh, cannot own my. service stations. Oh, man. God, when this news hits Vogue, it's going to really destroy my career. I don't know why that was the first magazine I thought of was the fashion magazine. When this hits, when this hits Vogue, this is really going to destroy me. Oh, I'll never work again. Just a big hit piece in this fashion magazine. <laughs> about- I, she looked great, but, but she is, I do not stand behind what she, her beliefs. Sarah Jean looks great in her haircut that nobody notices. I notice. That's all that fucking matters. How did a uh, little sidetrack? How did Scuba uh, sign it up for Scuba Go? Oh my god! It went swimmingly. So at Wee. this point, Jerry bursts in and is like, like you know, like banging on the door, you mm-hmm. know, trying to get in, and then Molly's like, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry! Jerry! And then Jerry comes in, and he's, like, holding an axe. And then she's like, kill him, Jerry. Kill him. Kill all the mannequins. And Slauson starts bursting out laughing. And then they're like, what's so funny? What's and funny, then Slauson, Slauson? And then he walks up. Acting like and he went to clown school laughing like this. rips Jerry's arm off. And what happened? Jerry's a mannequin. Jerry's a mannequin. And another favorite, one of my favorite effects in a scene they then the arm rips off, which is clearly a mannequin arm, and they made it to where it looks like his it's his real body, so it looks like his arm disappears. And then they do the same for his head. Don't know how they did it. Made it look very cool, very cool. I love that he Classic. spikes his head on the ground like it's a football, and like the head shatters. Ah, ha, ha. And this is the second like, haha, you're not safe moment in the movie. Too bad. And I'm always, always freaking out. And then what does Slauson do? He picks up his dead wife mannequin and starts dancing with it. And starts dancing maniacally with her as if he didn't give us enough to go off of. Mm -hmm. As if we didn't already know that he was crazy as hell. (laughs) He thought he'd take it one step further and and just start dancing with his mannequin wife. And as it's happening, like, all the mannequins start sinking. They're, like, coming towards them. And it's a mixture of, like, zombies. It's weird. It's mannequins, it's zombies, because some of these people are clearly not mannequins. They're like dead bodies. Yeah, it's it's real people. Puppets. Re- real mannequin people, fake mannequin people, mannequin women with makeup, some with not makeup, smeared One makeup, of them was like a mannequins. Halloween mask. One's a Halloween mask. They've got all your mannequins. They cover all the bases. All mannequins are in this film. If you can think of a mannequin, they starred in this film. <laughs> Any mannequin you know, anyone, everyone. It was like one of those movies where all all your favorite stars are in it, except for this moment. It's mannequins. This is the cannonball run this of is, mannequin. This movies. is the Valentine's the Day of mannequins. We got listen. We got. We got all your mannequins, baby. We got woman mannequins. We got man mannequins. We got makeup mannequins. We got mannequins. We got smeared makeup mannequins. We We got got Halloween mannequins. Halloween mannequins. 
And this is when Molly just... And it's cool the way they do it is that Slauson's dancing with the mannequin and then it's switching between a real person and a mannequin. It's mm-hmm. really cool how they mm-hmm. do it. Yes, it the is editing. a very cool effect. It is and then Molly cool. just screams and then picks up an axe and then she finally kills him. Straight up kills that beach. Yeah. Kills that beach. And then there's like a little cool little sting on the soundtrack. Like a wait, wait, you know, whatever. And then it cuts to Jeep. Driving down the road. And who's uh, driving it? Molly. Molly. And who's Who the passengers? Else? Mannequins. Mannequins. What does she look like? Maniacal. Smeared makeup. Smiling. Let's say it together, Nick. Hot, Hot mannequin, mannequin summer. That's happening. We're making that a hashtag, baby. We're making Hot Mannequin Summer happen. She looked great, though. She looked so I- happy. Honestly, good for her. She looks so amazing. She could wear anything. I don't care that her hair has flyaways. I don't care that her mascara is smeared. I don't care that she's smiling as if, like, she went through the most traumatic thing she ever went through in her entire life. She is free, baby. She's got her mannequin friends. She's in her little car, the tops down. She was going to start the summer out with friends on a road trip. Now she can't. She's coming back with a car full of mannequins. That happens sometimes. Hashtag hot mannequin summer, everybody. Hashtag hot mannequin summer. We're making it happen. It is the vibe that I am taking into the summer. I am Molly. Molly is me. Everyone else is a mannequin. (laughs) Sorry about it. That should be your Halloween costume this year. We need to get you a Jeep and then get you a bunch of mannequins that you can hang out with. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. That would be so good. What better way to hit end hot mannequin summer than with that Halloween Yeah, because the summer don't end until October 31st. The summer. It really doesn't. Not here in Chicago because it, it stays warm up and down, up and down. And summer's not over until I say it is. Yeah. So yeah, uh, freeze frame on that, and then credits, and then that's the end of the movie. And no more circus music. I thought circus music would come back at the end, because it started us out in the beginning. But no, you know, Pino really leaves us wanting more. Yeah. And you're over here complaining about... And in the same sense, he gives too much all the time. You're out here complaining about the damn score, and then it turns out it's amazing. (laughs) To, To... Two and a half stars. Two and a half stars. Uh, everybody's hitting microphones. So we're we are we're so chaotic. It's not us though. It's the ghost of Mistress Lawson. Listen, uh, this I've got episode, a new scapegoat for every mistake I make in life now. Uh, this movie is haunted. This podcast is haunted. Specifically, this episode is haunted. I may give it a two out of two point five out of five for viewing, but I give it a, a five out of five for haunted. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so haunted. You tired. It took it out of you. So much has happened today. Well, yeah. And, not even and yesterday. I was trying to add it up as to how many hours I put into this podcast so far. And three viewings at an hour and a half each. That's three, four and a half hours. Plus the podcast yesterday, two and a half hours. Six and a half hours. Plus this one, eight and a half hours. We did this for you, listener. Y'all better praise me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hot mannequin summer. We're making it happen. We're not making shirts. Use the hashtag. You make shirts and you pay for them and then you ship them to us. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing the whole. We're not doing the. We're going to make shirts and sell them to you. No. You're going to make shirts and and buy them from us. We don't sell merch. 
you we don't sell merch you make the merch and then you pay us to wear it it's a it's an advertisement situation for merch that we come up with it's an opposite situation so it's a win 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 for us and our mannequins oh man anyway so yeah it's july 8th this episode is coming out good um is there anything you want to say about that we're just July eighth. We're we're in the midst of my hot mannequin summer. I sh- I'm sure you, I am have done a lot so far <laughs> with my mannequins. Oh, it's been great. Spoiler alert: we, we record this like two months in advance, so we have no idea what's going on right now. They could very well have passed uh, a law in which mannequins can't own service stations, uh, I, and and all could have just gone to hell. I really don't want to think about it. There's, uh, you know, who knows if we'll be back in two months or now. A very doom and gloom episode of Manic- Screaming at the Screen with Nick and Sarah Jean. Ah! All right, is there anything you want to say before we go, Sarah? I'm happy with myself. I'm, I've said it. I put it out there. That's good. I'm done. I'm All done. right, well. I did the best I could. I, I gave eight and a half hours to this episode. I'm happy with it. You know what, Sarah? I'm proud of you. Oh, oh my God. I never thought I'd hear you say that. And you never will again. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, <laughs> everybody.